Hey guys, welcome to Rave Culture episode three. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast and for listening. I am so excited about the content that we have coming up. So thank you guys for tuning in wherever you are listening. It's been awesome reading all of your responses to the podcast so far. So good. So thank you guys so much for sending your kind words and commenting um, on Instagram. Uh, If you guys weren't aware, I did create a Twitter handle and an Instagram handle for the podcast. It's at Rave Culture Cast. If you want to follow along with me there, um, that's where I'm going to be keeping you guys up to date on when episodes are available, what platforms are on, etc. I'm going to be filming some behind the scenes video too and, and putting some clips up there. So if you guys want to check it out, that's where you can find me. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. Um, I will give you a quick recap of what you can expect to hear on rave culture. So the main focus of this podcast is basically to act as your guide to the EDM community. I'm going to be covering everything from music festival tips and advice, topical content um, in the EDM scene, festival shows and reviews after I attend a bunch this summer, other raver stories and experiences. I definitely want this to be a platform for people to come on. So I'm already working on some stuff that I think you guys will really, really like. And EDM news here and there when things pop up. I also, just in the background here, if you guys hear, I have my dog Leo visiting me today. So he's being very good. He's sitting by my feet right now as I record this. But, you know, we might have some dog barking in the background of today's episode. So I just want to jump right into today's episode. This is actually one that I have been thinking about doing a while for my YouTube channel. But I actually think it's pretty perfect for a podcast. I thought it would be fun to tackle some common misconceptions about raving and about EDM in general. You know, I have a lot of people in my life and in my friend group that aren't really into going to EDM shows and things like that. And just in general, I get a lot of comments from people who aren't too familiar with the scene. And I always find that there are the same misconceptions about what this community is all about. And I think it would be really interesting to do sort of like a fact versus fiction of raving. So today we are going to talk about it all. I am going to go really in depth with this and we're going to break down some of the most popular maybe negative connotations or just negative misconceptions about raving. So if you guys aren't too familiar with me, um, I'll just do a quick intro. I have been going to EDM shows for a little over eight years. I primarily started doing it in college and I have just, I can't even tell you how many shows I've gone to since then. And that includes um, festivals that I've traveled for and ones that are more local to the New York, New Jersey area. I've been to all different types of shows, different types of genres, same thing goes for festivals. And I've met so many different types of people, um, some good, some bad, but this is all just to say that I have seen a lot of things and I can debunk some of the fake news that's being spread about uh, EDM. So to kick it off, my fiction number one is all EDM sounds the same. I feel like this is something I hear from a lot of people who don't really listen to EDM at all. They just lump all of it into one bucket because they probably hear things that are more mainstream and clearly that is so not the case. I think people like that just aren't educated. It obviously couldn't be more wrong. There are obviously different types of genres and subgenres and EDM has grown so much. I think that most people on the outside probably just don't even have any idea of like all of the different genres that fall under EDM. So in their minds, they're picturing like a DJ up on stage pushing a button and playing some sort of like poppy lighter house set or they're just picturing like classic techno, no lyrics, that sort of thing. 
So obviously my fact for this is that it is so expansive. There's so many different types of music that you can discover now, um, especially at some of these festivals that have multiple stages dedicated to the different genres. My answer to that usually when somebody says it to me is to like name a couple of my favorite artists that fall under different types of genres, maybe more of a bass artist, somebody that's like tropical house, somebody that's trance. And then I just explain a little bit about how they're all different. And then I'll usually sort of get a reaction that's like, oh, true, that's fair. Those don't necessarily sound the same. So I think that's just like a really uneducated person who's just saying that it all sounds exactly the same. Fiction number two, people who say that DJs aren't real artists. I feel like music snobs who put a lot of emphasis on like playing a real instrument is real music or that makes you a real artist. Those are the types of people that say this comment. They also have the perception that a DJ just stands up on stage, hits a button, or you're just basically listening to someone playing music off of a laptop. This comment just tends to really get on my nerves because I don't think people realize how much goes into making some of these songs and these tracks and on top of it the live performance so some people like a track if you guys have never seen a track live one he's awesome two his videos of him djing are incredible that guy is ridiculous laid back luke is also really great he has a lot of videos on youtube and he also just like really preaches about being a true dj and having your skills and working on yourself carl cox is another person i mean that man can play like eight hour sets i don't know how many other artists can go up on a stage and play for eight hours not repeat the same song and just perfectly transition into different songs and create a unique set every time especially when things are aren't pre-recorded I think that's another huge topic in EDM the artists that get on stage at a festival and play a pre-recorded set there's a lot of debate depending on whether you think it should just be completely made up on the spot or if you are going to have some transitions that you know you're going to play every single time either way it's just crazy to see live acts now like if you've ever seen Odessa even Elenium or Griffin and Kygo like those are some of my artists that I like that all play real instruments when they're up on stage I mean you can see them when they're on a lineup sometimes it'll say in parentheses DJ set next to them or a live set so Elenium will play drums Griffin plays guitar and piano Kygo obviously plays piano so these people are real artists obviously um, can incorporate that into their sets and I think they just keep pushing their live shows further and further and it's like an amazing experience when you see it in person so the fact is a lot of these DJs are real artists whatever you think that term means but they are artists nonetheless. Okay, my next misconception is that raves are all very bro-y, very fratty, emphasis on the college kids vibe. I feel like, again, this is from the outside looking in. People associate it with like partying in college when you're younger and they don't realize like how many people who are older love EDM as well and have been listening to it for years and years it totally depends on the artist you're going to see and the show like there are some things that may skew younger I've been at a whole range of shows sometimes I go to them and I'm like okay this is more of a college crowd and then other ones I've been to like um, Adam Bayer back-to-back Serez D in December at the Brooklyn Naval Yard was way older I felt like a lot of people there had been listening to like techno for years and years so it's not the case that 
that it's all broy, fratty, chads and brads like everybody likes to call out. You can for sure meet all different types of people, all different age ranges. I remember reading somewhere that the average age of attendees at EDC Las Vegas is 28. I don't have the source in front of me, but I know that I put that in one of my videos and I read that somewhere. That didn't surprise me at all because a lot of the friends that I've made at EDC were 30 plus years old and even older than that. I've had so many of my subscribers on YouTube who are like, hey, I'm in my 40s and I still rave and I still go to shows. I've had friends who've brought their parents to festivals before. So it is definitely a misconception that it's all just like college kids partying. I think I am a fan of EDM now and I will be a fan of EDM for a very, very long time. I don't think that's going to go away. All right, you guys, I am going to insert a quick break here before we get into the next topic because I have a lot to say about the next topic. But I just wanted to plug the social media handles so you guys know where to find me and where to find rave culture so on instagram and twitter it's at rave culture cast and my handle is at emma capotis on both twitter and instagram i will definitely be keeping you guys up to date on where the podcast is currently available um i know the biggest ones right now are soundcloud the anchor app google podcast it should be available on spotify and itunes i'm not it might already be up there i'm not sure time this comes out but it should be on all platforms soon anyway that is all i have for right now and let's jump right back into the episode okay so the next misconception I probably could have started with because it's the one that I hear the most frequently and that is that everybody attending EDM shows are on drugs So we're finally going to talk about it. I don't really address this topic at all on my YouTube channel. One, because YouTube's like really restrictive and I don't want any of my videos to get flagged because if they see that type of language in there, you know, for whatever reasons they might flag it. But like I mentioned, this is probably one of the comments I hear the most frequently, especially from everyone outside of the scene looking in. They just associate raves and drugs. The simple factual answer to this is no, not everyone is on drugs. There are tons of people that are sober who just truly enjoy going for the music and they can have a good time it does not enhance their experience at all and I have so many friends who feel that way about it and feel pretty strongly about it on the other hand is there a large portion of people who have tried them or do do them at shows yes I was actually at a show recently in New York City and my friend group was pretty surprised at how many people around us were rolling. Like it was pretty clear to tell. It's actually pretty funny. I think drunk people are usually way more noticeable and more obnoxious than people who are like smoking or rolling. Um, Usually the people causing problems are drunk. But one thing I did want to add, I was recently watching Carl Cox's documentary. It was on Netflix. Highly recommend it. It's called What we started if you love him or you just love EDM in in general it's a really really great documentary sort of talking about like the history of raving and where it's at now and obviously it focuses a lot on ultra as well but anyway um there was a scene in that documentary where they were talking to one of the artists and I forget who it was but it's somebody who's been around forever and they were asking him about drug use in the community and they were basically like oh some people claim that drug use isn't really a part of this scene at all and he started laughing and he was like 
come on, like, let's not be naive here. Of course it is. It always has been. He was sort of talking about how, like, people started using things because it would enhance the experience. Um, Obviously, ecstasy is associated heavily with the clubbing scene. And this goes back to, like, the 70s and 80s when, like, coke was a huge thing in the disco scene and then E came into play and that's been around forever. So it's not like this is a new thing. People have always associated this with clubbing or now with raving. However, I don't think it's fair to assume that everybody is partaking in it. Like I have had people come up to me at shows and ask me if I was on anything or if I had anything to share and I sort of just like paused for a bit and it it made me feel weird that they assumed that that I was on something. You know, you don't need them to have a good time and I might just be dancing and enjoying myself. I don't know if anybody ever thought that that's a possibility, but it is. (laughs) But at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. I just hope that you please be safe. You know, watch out for yourself. Watch out for your friends. Stay hydrated. Don't overdo it. I have an entire video on my YouTube channel called How to rave safely just because I take more of a proactive approach to it and I'd rather just like educate people on how to take care of themselves how to test their stuff um, because it's going to be happening regardless just do not feel pressured into anything you know you do you do what makes you happy you do not have to partake in any of that for sure Okay, so the next misconception that's up is that EDM festivals are starting to fade. I remember hearing this a couple years ago, which which goes to show right there if I heard it a couple years ago that it wasn't true then and it's not true now. Um, I think people like to just say that EDM hit its peak in 2012, 2011, like around then, and that's so not the case. There are so many festivals out there on the market. There are more and more every year. The attendance is crazy. I've been to my fair share of festivals. You still see these things sell out. And I think it's just because the production is getting better. It's incredible. These stages, the artists, the lineups. And it just goes to show if you've never been to a festival, I can't even describe just like what it feels like to go away for the weekend and listen to your favorite artists and just dance for three days with your friends. You get to meet new people. I seriously think it just like it reduces anxiety and people just equate it so much with happiness. I think that's why we just keep going back, you know, time and time again. Have there been some festivals that have sort of crashed and burned? Yes, things have gone wrong. I'm not even going to get into Fire Festival because I don't (laughs) include that as a real festival. But I know like Tomorrow World had some issues with weather. Ultra had an issue um, one day this year with transportation. But in no way do I think that EDM festivals are starting to fade. Okay, so this one's a bit controversial but I did want to talk about it. Another misconception is that all girls that go to music festivals dress very slutty. I don't even like to use that word. Let's just say that girls wear little to no clothing. I see a lot of very negative comments about the way that women dress at music festivals and it's just becoming more and more common especially as rave and fashion trends are changing. You know, people for sure are like going there with their outfits and wearing whatever they want and like more power to you if you feel confident and you want to rock something and get totally into your outfit. Do what makes you feel comfortable. I do think it is interesting, however, though, how little of clothing some people wear. Like for me personally, I'm not comfortable doing that. But also I'm 28. I'm in a relationship. Like I don't really need to be wearing certain things like that. I also have like a full-time job and I have an employer and posting certain pictures in 
those raving clothes may not be in my favor in a professional environment if you guys know what I mean like I in no way want to make it sound like I'm saying you shouldn't dress like that 100% you do you wear whatever you want I think there's so many fun trends out there that girls are just like absolutely killing but for me and where I'm at in my life it just doesn't make sense for me to to dress like that and I'm very cognizant about the people in my life and just how I present myself in the public eye so that's just something to keep in mind obviously when I was in college and when I was younger I dressed in different ways too so it's just something you might grow out of eventually but in no way does that encompass all of the women that are going to festivals people wear all different things that they're comfortable in there's so many different styles of fashion so not every single girl attending music festivals wears little to no clothing a lot of people rock some really really cool outfit there's so many different rave clothing companies now who make some really cool stuff I love bodysuits. I love wearing oversized t-shirts so many different cool like matching sets that you can wear um, you can make your own clothes you can wear your favorite artist merchandise so I don't think it's really fair to lump all women together and I also don't think it's really fair to comment negatively on women who are showing off their body hopefully all that made sense I went on a bit of a rant there but I feel pretty strongly about that topic because I hate to see comments on reddit or on youtube where guys are attacking women or calling them sluts or saying like really negative terms when they are just trying to wear something that they think is really fun and flirty to a festival Okay, the next one that we have up is that raving is dangerous and causes trouble. So this sort of can fall under like the substance use misconception that people have about raving, but I do see a lot of coverage like in the media or on the news, usually around when a music festival is happening over the weekend. The news obviously likes to just focus on things that are extreme and they're attention grabbing and they'll make headlines. So usually they're negative. Of course, Ultra recently having a couple of issues in the news. The main things that made those headlines were about like rowdy crowds and a fire broke out, loud noises, arrests, transports to the hospital. Like these are the things that media outlets tend to focus on when it comes to festivals. In the absolute worst case scenario, if somebody loses their life, which is absolutely horrible and it has happened at festivals in the past. I know in Europe that's an issue but because that's like what news sources put out on the internet that's what people outside of this community associate with music festivals and if you've never been to one I can tell you guys right now that is so not the case it might be the smallest portion of it like of course you're gonna have an idiot in every situation who gets too drunk gets arrested tries to sneak into the festival whatever it is you know when you have a crowd of 150,000 people not everybody there is gonna be good but for the most part raving and music festivals I think are such a positive environment people are so friendly they really love music I mean that's the biggest thing I see in the EDM community like people love this music so much that's why they go to so many shows all they're going to have a fun time to enjoy themselves for the night to dance and I think media should just cover that a little bit more when they're talking about music festivals and shows um, they don't show the positive side of it as much 
All right, guys, we're just going to take another quick break here. I just wanted to give you guys a reminder that you can send in emails to raveculturecast at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions, um, if you want any advice on certain topics, or you want to submit ideas for episodes, please send them to raveculturecast at gmail.com. I've gotten a few in so far and I love reading through your ideas. So please send them my way because you never know, we might have a topic and an episode dedicated to one of your suggestions. So definitely send in your ideas. Okay, so we have two more common misconceptions left before we wrap up this episode. So the next one I want to talk about um, is that a lot of people assume that raves are sketchy. I think that they make a connection between like a rave with a like dark clubby type of environment they're picturing more sketchy people being there a lot of drug use or they think people are going there just to hook up or to find somebody and that is for sure not the case I can't even tell you how many shows I've been to that are like the complete opposite of that Depending on what area you're in, a lot of venues can either be more like set up for a concert, which I don't think people realize. Some are clubs, some are bigger venues. It depends on the space. But a lot of the times the production can be really cool. Like the visuals and the lighting that people use for their tours is awesome. I've met such fun people in my area. We attend a lot of the same shows and have become familiar with each other and see each other at a lot of the same shows. So you can meet so many cool people when you're attending shows. Is there a possibility of there being somebody sketchy at a show that you're attending? Yes, of course. Again, with a large crowd, not everybody there is going to have good intentions. But for the most part, that is totally a misconception. I've met such good people. The, The vibes are almost always positive. People are just there to have a really good time to see their favorite artists. So I'm happy to tell people who haven't attended a show before that it is by no means a sketchy environment. There's tons of really nice people and most of the venues that I've attended have been really, really nice. So I usually just try and invite those people out so that they can actually experience it for themselves and see what it's really like. And the last misconception that I have, I think it's become more popular as music festivals have sort of grown and there are different types of music festivals. You know, there are more EDM specific festivals and then you have more general festivals that feature EDM artists like Lollapalooza or Coachella. So I think a misconception is that you only go to these types of festivals for the clout. I can for sure say that this is definitely not the case with EDM specific festivals. Maybe more so for Coachella like we just recently seen. It's become way more of like an influencer type thing and people are going for the fashion and the outfits and to be seen rather than for the artists actually playing. But I think for EDM specific shows, people are definitely going for the experience, for the vibes, for sure the music um, and just to have a good time for the weekend. You know, of course it's fun to get dressed up and take pictures. I love doing that. I really love the fashion and the makeup aspect of it. But I'm not spending all of this money to go to a music festival for that. That's what blows my mind the most about some of these other ones that people go just to be seen. But you are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, maybe even like a thousand dollars when you add up hotels and airfare and things like that. So I for sure tell people it's not just about the clout when you're going to music festival, at least not for everybody. It's definitely less of that attitude and more of like the EDM crowd. And I will report back to you guys. I'm super curious to see how my VIP experience goes this year for EDC Las Vegas. If you guys didn't know this story, I 
didn't even realize I was entering a contest, but I entered something on Instagram through EDC Las Vegas's page and they were asking you to tag um, photos and videos from your EDC experiences in the past and hashtag it my EDC moment. I think that's what it was. So I had done that and then I got a DM from the EDC's official page just saying what's my contact information, my phone number, my email. So I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. Like maybe they're going to send me something. I had no idea. And then I got another DM from them about a week later. This was back in September. I have a whole YouTube video talking about this, but they said to expect a FaceTime from them and immediately my mind started racing and I was like this is bizarre this is crazy and I saw somebody post on Reddit that they got a FaceTime from Pasquale Rotella who is the owner of Insomniac Events and who runs EDC and I was like there's no way in hell that that's happening and they told me to expect it sometime in the evening so I literally like sat in front of my phone and my computer for I'm not kidding two straight hours from like 7 p.m to 9 p.m eastern time I live in New Jersey and I didn't get anything so I was like hmm okay well I really need to shower I need to get on with my night maybe they're not going to call me tonight so I went and I showered I come out I have a missed FaceTime from an insomniac email and I was kicking myself like you gotta be kidding me so I call it back no one answers Immediately after that, they dial me again, and to my surprise, Pasquale himself was on the other end of that FaceTime, and you guys, I cannot even tell you how much I was shaking. Like, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. It was one of the most incredible moments in my entire life, just like all of my dreams realized, because I had started this YouTube channel, and a huge part of it is EDC, so to be speaking to the man who creates it was absolutely insane, and basically it was a promotion he was doing, so he took a bunch of people who won this contest through Instagram, and he upgraded all of us to VIP tickets, you know, this is my fifth year going to EDC I've always gone under general admission Um, so he upgraded myself and my group to VIP which was beyond generous and incredible so all of this was to say I can't wait to report back to you to see if there is any difference in the crowd that's sort of like sitting up in the VIP bottle service area versus general admission. I have watched people's vlogs on YouTube and I've heard comments about there being a difference in the type of person that's, you know, getting bottle service at EDC. Don't think it's nearly as like influencer-y as Coachella is like by no means but I do know like some YouTubers and some people like in media who go to EDC and get VIP so I'm just very curious to see if it's like a different vibe if these aren't like the real headliner type people that normally attend EDC Um, because I'm all about the people so I have a feeling we might stand up in like the viewing areas at some of the stages just to get a cool view but for the most part I like being in the crowd I like dancing with everybody else so all this was to say that I do not think that people just go to raves and music festivals for the cloud so you guys that is the podcast those are all the most popular misconceptions that I have heard about raving And that's how I feel about them. That's my truth. Um, I hope I debunked a bunch of these for you guys, especially if you're like newer into this community or you're just getting into it and you might have these same sort of misconceptions about it. I hope now you have a better understanding of what it is actually like. I mean, my biggest thing here is to be honest at the end of the day, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything just because I love this community does not mean that I think that it's perfect. There are obviously things that are good and bad, but I do just think it's funny when I get a lot of these same 
exact comments about it from people who have never been to shows or just have this misconception about what it's all about. So it was kind of cathartic for me to talk about this today. I feel like I got a lot off my chest and I'm sure a lot of you who are passionate about this feel the same. Again, you guys can email in any questions you have, any comments on the episode um, or topics or episode ideas. You can submit them to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Capotis or at raveculturecast on Twitter and Instagram. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for sharing this, for posting it on your Instagram stories. I absolutely love it and appreciate it. I will definitely share it if you guys do that. For sure, tag me in it. Uh, Let's get the word out about Rave Culture. I'm super excited to keep growing this community and to bring you guys more content. And I will be back with a new episode next Wednesday. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.